We're back, baby. Episode 62 of Unspoken Requests with Jared and Mike. I'm Jared. Hey, it's me, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jared. Thanks for joining us once again. It's. Are you thanking me for joining you? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm happy to be Thanks here. Thanks for joining me. Although, I, I guess I'm joining you. I, I'm the one in your driveway. That is, that is a fact. I like the idea of you thanking me for joining you and the listener. Thanks for meeting that's, me here. That's very cute. Uh, but listeners, you know what? Yeah, but it's, listeners. It's, <laughs> what? You said but listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday night again. <sighs> Truly is. It's like 1130. Is that the day we're on? Wednesdays? Yeah, it's our time slot. It's right after um, what well, comes on at 10. The local show, I think, is what's before us. Yeah, just the 10 of us got moved from Fridays to Wednesdays, <laughs> and it's going to be canceled next year. Uh-huh. We got Nightline is after us. Before us is not 2020. That's Friday night also. Um, Kamish? Nah, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. The Kamish? I was at church on Wednesday nights. I was too. Well. Until, uh, until 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's why... I not 11. No, I was at church every Wednesday night because I had to stay after for choir practice because I was the sound man. Oh, my. Yeah. That's um, a big job for a small fry. You're telling me. I messed up a lot. <laughs> 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 but I was the only p- person dumb enough to devote ho- hours of his week <laughs> to playing tapes for the choir to yeah. the company. Hey, um, before we forget it, Let's back announce that uh, that music we heard. That's a good idea. Thanks. Uh, what we just heard was a song called TikTok by Tomo Nakayama from Seattle, Washington. That was great. Uh, you you alerted alerted me to that album the other day, and I listened to it. It's real nice. Yeah, that whole record's pretty good. Really My good. daughter and I drove downtown to pick up a videotape rental from... Vulture video last week. Oh, yeah. And all the way there and back, we jammed that record, and she was really boogieing in the car. Oh, good. It was nice. Yeah. Before that, we heard one of my one of my favorite albums of this year, uh, Rainbow Bridge, came out um, by the artist Fire Tools. That was Ever Widening Rings by Fire Tools. I'd like to talk about that music. I hate to interrupt our uh, back announcing, so maybe we can come back to it. Let's do it. Uh, prior to that... We heard uh, Angeline by the Jayhawks from uh, Minnesota. And to start out that nonstop rock block, we heard Angela Christmas by the Toms. I played that Jayhawks song because you played that song by the Toms. Huh. Angela, Angeline. I had it in my list to play tonight, but I chose it then. Oh, okay. Because uh, as like an imp- improvised prompt. Sure. You know how those improvisers do? Yes. Yeah. Oh, someone just... Okay, um, I'm safe. Okay, someone just dr- ran by. We should remind listeners, in case they're wondering what's going on, <laughs> if they it's your first time listening, uh, because of coronavirus, mm-hmm. COVID nineteen, parked in Mike's driveway mm-hmm. in a vehicle with the window cracked and three cords inserted into my vehicle. One for the bed music, one for my microphone, and the other for my headphones. Uh-huh. We're at a safe distance from each other. I'm indoors. I'm inside my studio. He's fully indoors, yeah. Those cables run from his van 
to or what do you drive? That's not a van. It's a, it's kind of an SUV. It's my wife's Saturn View. Okay. Is that a sport utility view? You know, you can get a good Saturn view uh, certain times a year if you have a telescope. Yeah, or if you have those that photo archive from the Cassini orbiter. There you go. Beautiful stuff. What were you saying? What were you asking me? Carolyn Porco. She was the astronomer in charge of that project. Oh, okay. Um, but the cables run from your SUV into my studio window where I am seated indoors with a makeshift recording uh, setup here. And I'm facing the window so I can see you. Kind of. I see. Yeah, there you are. I yeah. see you now. Hey, buddy. <laughs> it's a funny setup. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you know, for for it's not what I want to be doing, but I like it that we have come to this in this time of despair. Yeah. I, I do like that this works, and then I can hear you. It's as if you're in the room with me. I like it. I I don't I don't I don't get to see many many friends in person, so yeah. it's nice just to see your body True. through a window. <laughs> Not your body through see half of you your head like <laughs> <laughs> through a window. It's, really a it's real like keeping uh, Tom. It's I, like a place over on college that closed. Isn't that what you do? You, I don't know. I speaking of peeping Toms, uh, today while I was washing the dishes, I listened to Herman's Hermit's greatest hits. Sure. And uh, I had the I had the thought that it'd be funny on this show. <laughs> we don't really have a way to do this, but you know how they used to on the the radio programs on the alternative radio when we were youngsters. They would do like the the two song beatdown of the evening. Yeah, and they'd play one song the other, and you call in and vote. I want to find out if people think that um, "Silhouettes on the Shade" or "Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter" is the better Herman's Hermit song. I'd like to have those two. Oh yeah, uh, go on a beatdown. <laughs> hey, is there going to come a time? You know, like it seems like everything that is just junk. Uh, eventually we end up liking it for whatever reason <laughs> you know like in 20 30 years <laughs> yeah you know like um whatever uh is there going to be a time when we, when we uh prefer the uh, like early 90s re-recordings of herman's herman's <laughs> hits that are like whatever her, whatever of the hermits they could get around the to digital, re-record yeah. and like put on some label because they don't have the rights to the masters you know yeah. and then it ends up you know for a a uh, uh, value super value two ninety eight uh, truck stop bin version. You're asking me: Is there going to be a time culturally where we collectively decide that those are the superior recordings, the preferred? Yeah, versions? or or like, but seriously, thinking like a hundred years from now, yeah. when whatever beings are here, <laughs> when they get a Herman's Hermits, Herman's <laughs> Hermits greatest hits, they're going to be like Herman's Hermits greatest hits. Okay, this was released in 1993, but to them, 1993 may as well be 1966 or totally. whatever. Yeah, totally. And so they're gonna hear these like tinny, like midi, <laughs> midi recording, midi recordings of uh, Henry VIII. I am, and think that's the original thing that the world went crazy over. And you know, that's just what they'll think. Boy, that one came on while I was doing the dishes. That song is so goofy. I like it, but it is absolutely goofy. It is, yeah. That whole band is pretty silly. I wonder, well, I don't know anything about that band, but I wonder if those guys are in on it or if it's, you know. Yeah. Or if it's just like, nope. We should it. we should talk to our friend Jamesy, who's their tour bus driver. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> no, he drove the Turtles. Uh, well, I think he, well, I know that, but I, I uh, he, he drove the, like, you know, lost superstars <laughs> of the 60s. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, you know, it was like, uh, it was Flo and Eddie from the Turtles, which, you know, that's a legit yeah. act. Uh-huh. 
uh, and like whoever they had, you know, whatever cow, living cow sills. Ah, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was on there? And um, one hermit. An association. An associate. Associate. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that, but that would be a good act. Yeah. Associate. <laughs> but you'd have to like explain it. To, oh, this is. You know, from yeah. the band, the association, and then you have to explain it. Oh, here's here are their hits, and then they'd be like, "Oh, okay, cool, I'll go see it." Uh, Mark Lindsay, I think, was on that tour, um, and uh, the uh, the Archies. Okay. So it's like uh-huh. a, a cartoon cardboard cutout, probably. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we should talk to him more about driving those. I have a feeling we might be disappointed, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. We should. Yeah. You wanted you were, you wanted to talk about fire tools. I what did. We yeah, were talking I about, yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, I do like that music. You've shared that with me a couple times uh, in various settings, and I like it. But it doesn't necessarily make give me a pleasant sensation. Oh, even though I do like it. Now, in the various settings, I'm just imagining <laughs> us at like a candle candlelit <laughs> dinner in a fancy restaurant. And the maitre d comes over with a pair <laughs> pair of headphones. That's Laid one over situation. His, his forearm. Yeah. Um, the other one's just us, us like off-roading, going mud, and I blast it, <laughs> puff it in. Yeah. So all these different situations, I've, <laughs> I've introduced you to this music. One time we were on the elevator, and I was like, you got to hear this. Yeah. What's he saying, Garden State? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I it's going to change your life. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think why it's not so pleasant for me is that it's hard for me to listen to that music and not think critically about it even though like i said i do like it Mm -hmm. uh but when i hear it it makes my brain think about stuff uh particularly like from you know from like a cultural perspective like we're talking about herman's hermits it feels the same as herman's hermits uh no i'm kidding about that but uh it's like oh cool weather channel music mixed with like screamo uh or black metal you know whatever um singing I and yeah. I do like jamming those disparate things together but it also makes me think about like nihilism and all culture existing at the same time and it, it, mashing against each other and not always in a beautiful way even though I do think that music is I, I'm not critiquing it to say that it's bad at all no I, uh, I get what you're saying yeah and I, I think that was my first introduction introduction to it as someone was describing it as weather channel music with some some like Zayo screaming yeah uh but especially this new album, I th- I think there's there's a lot more to it than that, uh, and there's some interesting new ideas going on, and it's it's really neat. I think. Yeah, it's one of those things that feels like, you know, how when you're looking at the internet all day long and your mind is just a mush, and uh, you see a meme go through its whole life cycle of like, oh, an event occurs, and then it gets turned into a meme, and then it gets turned into a sarcastic version of that meme, and then it gets turned into like a mashup meme until it just gets completely wrung out and the next thing you know you're 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 driving through the Arby's drive through and the meme is handing you your Jamocha <laughs> shake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or actually the last thing you know is that like one of your uh, older relatives shares a weird version of it on Facebook. Uh mm-hmm. but it feels to me like oh there's this inevitable life cycle. And when I hear those fire tool songs, I think about the inevitability of just like, well, Let's start jamming things together. Here's two things. Let's put them together. And they're expertly made. You know what I mean? Like, neither of those elements is a weak point in that music. That brings me to my next point, Mike. Uh, I want to start a Statler Brothers meets <laughs> pop punk band. Now, listen. Um, you wouldn't I have don't, to push me too I don't hard. Know, 
I don't know exactly how it's going to be. If it's just like, how do you do it? You know, every once in a while. Everyone needs to be dressed up in suits like they're going out, (laughs) uh, you know, for Sunday morning service. Yeah. Uh, But you're playing loud, aggressive pop punk music. um, But there's songs about how things were better in the 50s. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, uh, one of those guys passed on recently. My favorite Statler, Harold Reed. The bass, right? Don, yeah, Don's brother. Don, so, yeah. Sorry, were the two brothers. Uh, I got out my Statler records and we were listening to them. I realized I don't have a record that has uh, the official historian of Shirley Jean Burrell, and I really love that song. Uh, And I haven't heard it since I was thinking about the Statlers, so I need to dig dig up a version because I don't have it on an LP. But what I was going to say is uh, you and I are both... uh, Long-time uh, Dave Bazan, Pedro the Lion fans. Uh, every once in a while, and I can't think of a specific example. I'll try to look one up later. But every once in a while, that guy will grab a harmony in his songs that I think, that's kind of Statler-ish. Oh, that I've never noticed me, that. That reminds me of the Statlers just a little bit. Uh, which, did he grow up listening to the Statler Brothers? Hard to say. Not far-fetched. Everybody did. But uh, anyway, maybe I'll ask him about that sometime. We can get him on the show. Yeah, get him on the show just for that. <laughs> Have him answer it and then <laughs> hang, hang up. up on him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, you were asking last week, what's our sign off? And then you did that. And I think that that's the answer. <laughs> that's okay. just, I love that. That Wolfman Jack. I can't wait uh, till this whole uh, pandemic is under control a little better. And uh, we can add reverb to that again. I did it in post- uh, oh. For last week. Yeah, so don't worry. It's like that famous Bill O'Reilly thing where he says, we'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. I'm doing a lot more in post now that we're recording this way than yeah. I used to. Uh, speaking of which, I had to do a lot of editing for last week's oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> swear a thon. It was, but fun. Speaking of, and, and if you haven't listened to that, download it. Uh, we had Greg Turkington and Mark Masters on to talk about Amarillo Records. It was a fun time. Download it in the archives for free. <laughs> hey, speaking of thons. Thons? You said, I said swear-a-thon. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I've been doing for self, self-care in these uncertain times is <laughs> looking up uh, old Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, do you have something to say? <laughs> I just have a question for you, but you might be ready to, Go about ahead. to answer it. Go ahead. Well, you posted a video a while back, maybe a couple days ago, yeah. of Jerry Lewis <laughs> looking for Klondike bars or something Eskimo like that. Pies. Eskimo <laughs> pies. Uh, and I couldn't tell from your little clip if that was a bit or if that was uh, legitimate. Good question. Um, in Because he was, uh, I'll set up by saying he was very angry. <laughs> so the the rest of the two-hour like documentary thing He's just uh, eating Eskimo pies like a lot. Okay. He's just chomping on them and he loves them. Uh, and someone is eating them all. And then so after that little bit, he uh, he kind of like I don't know if he realizes how awful he's being. Yeah. And like starts to make a joke out of it. He's like, I'm I'm gonna go through with withdrawals if I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but seeing him interact just with other things too, it's like oh he probably uh, maybe just realized that he had a camera on him and yeah. Was, I, but maybe, I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but that documentary is, real. is, yeah, I I think there's, I think it's 90% real, his anger <laughs> at the, whoever was eating his Eskimo pies. <laughs> He's like, I need a runner to get six boxes right now. 
Um, that was so. I was just looking up old uh, Jerry Lewis telethon things on YouTube, and I came across this. It was the um, if you look Jer- up Jerry Lewis telethon on YouTube, it'll be one of the top things. It's in black and white. It's a documentary. I guess it's just found like a found footage type deal because I realized that it is um, a two-hour just block of behind-the-scenes footage from the 1989 Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telethon that was used, like, maybe 20 minutes of it or so was used for an a current affair backstage thing. Uh, and that's in color, and that's on YouTube, too. But this thing is just, its it was fascinating. It's 20 minutes, uh, or no, no, two hours, two full hours wow. of just uh, behind-the-scenes, like, the day of, maybe the day before, too, of just, like, rehearsals, and getting this, you know, get everything together backstage, all the people, you know, coming in and, uh, you know, you see Casey Kasem's hair up close. It's really weird. <laughs> Didn't uh, he bite a lady? What? I <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Shaggy. And, oh, there's a lot He's of... He's also the voice of Shaggy. There was some weird stuff with his relationships. I forget what the deal was. Some. Well, I believe it was a sex worker that he bit. Okay, maybe I'm thinking something with his wife that was. Uh, oh, we'll have to look up. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do a whole <laughs> Casey Kasem show next <laughs> next time. The top forty facts about Casey Kasem. Yeah, I like that. Hey, um, so <laughs> watch that. That which which led me, of course, to looking up um, old uh, MDA telethon merchandise on eBay.com. Oh, sure, naturally. Which leads me now to me um, commanding you to <laughs> open up your door uh-huh. and grab the package. I have a gift for you on, oh, on the seat right out here. Outside my door. I'm yes. opening the door now. I see a baby stroller. Yeah. Oh, wait, my head... Oh, okay. I'm reaching... I grabbed... Oh, there's a little purple package. It yep. says thank you on it. It came in the mail today just like that. Wow. Well, that bag was inside another bag. Okay. Well, I've got it here now. And inside, that's, that's, for, that's for you to keep, Mike. For me to keep? Yeah. What could this possibly be? Okay, I'm going to open it. There's one, a good chance end. it's going to be some Jerry Lewis Muscular Dystrophy Association telephone I, yeah, uh, merchandise. I, I realize that, so. but I wonder. So the package is flat. But why would nature. I give it to you specifically? Well, because my initials are MDA, I'm that, guessing. That's right, baby. Oh, no, hold on. The cat, My cat Tammy is climbing on the recording. Oh. She thinks she's going to be able to escape out the hole in the window, uh, and she keeps trying to get out. I'm afraid she's going to kick something and destroy our setup oh. here. Okay, I'm opening the envelope. Trying to pull it out here. Feel like I'm at the Oscars right now. Oh my gosh, it's a handkerchief. No, no, it's not. You're wrong. What is even it? better? Even better. It's not a handkerchief. You can display it outside your house for the whole neighborhood because it it's is a, a flag. flag. Yeah, it has a little uh, seam for putting a pole in. Yeah. Wow, Jared thinks, and it's got Jerry Lewis's cartoon, and it says MDA, which my initials are MDA. That's right. Well, thanks for this gift, Jared. I love it. Hey, no problem. Hey, I need to. Send a quick text message to our guest to make sure we're still... Uh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I will talk about things on my list of things to complain about that I have <laughs> well, made Well, let me my... ask you this. Yes. Uh, how many years did Jerry Lewis do that telethon? Oh, gosh. Um, well, he was um, fired in, uh, in disgrace. Uh, no, was he... He was... I think he was let go from the MDA as their... Uh, Spokesman at some point. Oh, what for? Uh, well, I know he 
let loose a slur on the air. Ah. During one of the final years, and I don't know um, if that ended up being his final show or if it was a year before or what the deal was, but yeah, him and the MDA had a falling out, I believe. That's too bad. Um, he apologized for it. Uh, was it a race-based slur or some other variety uh, of slur? A homosexual slur. A uh, sex-based yeah, slur. Not, it doesn't seem like he was a great guy in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's the day the clown cried. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. When's that come out? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Uh, yeah, how many years did he do that telethon? Um, That's what I asked you. Well, yeah, but I, I feel like if I repeat the question while while I am looking it up, uh-huh, then it's, it's better it buys than you time. having the dead air. <laughs> hey, we don't have to have dead air because our guest is uh, prepared for us. Oh, great. In a, just a couple moments here. Well, could, could we ask him? That could be the first question. Um, and oh, a, do you have the answer? Because it could be a fun trivia. Today. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, let me, um, I've, I'm getting three dots from him right now, so let's just wait oh, okay. and see what he has to say. Uh, okay, I said, I'm going to call you from a strange number, and he said, and I will answer in a strange voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just dial him up here real quick. Uh, I'm doing everything in the dumbest possible way tonight, so the, te- the technology is not good. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. I think it's going to work here in just a sec. Hello? Hi, Dave. Can you hear me? Totally. Oh, thank God. We're using some strange technology here, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work exactly. You're on the air. Oh, no, it seems great. Oh, it seems great. Are we live? We're live-ish. You know, I told you before we're recording it, but we're just jumping in if you're comfortable with that. But if not, I can cut all this. So whatever, you, whatever you're comfortable with. No, no, no. Leave it. Don't hide anything from the people. <laughs> great. Hey, Dave, it's Jared. Oh, hey, Jared. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm doing well. Good to talk to you. Oh, great to talk to you. Dave, just we've what, already what's happening. We've explained this to the listener already, but just so you're in the know, uh, Jared has driven to my house. This is Mike. Jared has driven to my house. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I can tell. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and he parked his car in my driveway, and I threw a microphone out the window, and I'm inside my studio at home, and so he's in his car, and I'm inside, and you're on the phone. So everyone's safe, and everything's All right. everything's on the up and up. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't. I was. I was gonna. Be, I. I figured you guys weren't like sitting there high fiving. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, we should like say it. this is Dave Hill on the telephone. Thanks for being on the show, Dave. Hello, Hill, the pride of Cleveland. Thanks for having me. That's exactly right. Dave. Dave, we were and just. I, I'm in, actually. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You go ahead. I was just. <laughs> well. I was just saying, before you called, we were in the middle of a uh, discussion uh, trying to determine how many years Jerry Lewis hosted the MDA Telethon and wanted to know if you wanted to make a guess before we uh, figured it out. Revealed the 
the answer? Uh, I would say 36. What do you know, Jared? 1966 until 2010. So we're talking 44. Wow. That's pretty good. Right? 44, so I, was only, I was only off by eight. I was off by eight years. Yeah, that's close. And you were and you that's were under. You didn't go over, so that's good. No, but I mean, I feel like uh, I said thirty six years without hesitation. <laughs> yeah, like just a guy uh, who's not afraid to just blurt it out, and I did pretty well. Yeah, it's gutsy. Yeah, yeah, it's power move. Dave, how are you holding up through this uh, national uh, emergency? I think for the most part, you know, if you, you know, not counting, you know, because I'm, I'm partially pretty introverted. Yeah. So if you, if you don't take into consideration, you know, the loss of wages, the uh, probably uh, unavoidable economic downfall of uh, everyone in this country and this, they are useless and highly dangerous federal government <laughs> right. and uh, and all the uh, lives we will lose as a result of this I'm doing amazingly well <laughs> good <laughs> I'm doing great I, like, I, yeah, I I'm kind of loving uh, this lifestyle and the isolation part of me is you know as you know, I'm an international superstar. Sure. Uh, or I was. It might be over for me. I, I don't know. I might just be... I might be retired. No. Sometimes, I think. Maybe. Because, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, having seen, you know, The Simple Life... Ah. Um, mm-hmm. It calls to you. It, do, it does. The only thing, I mean... Glamour uh, is not confined to the stage, as you know, Mike. Of course. And I'm sure you know this as well, Jared. Uh, but I say, I say, Mike, just because I know he's, you know, he's a showman. He's a song and dance man. He just does like not. I am. He doesn't let me forget it <laughs> every day. So, yeah, I mean, it's it is there. It is, but I mean that extends to. You know, having a cheese plate in Paris, having a mug of beer in Munich. Yeah. Uh, now I'm just going for alliteration, but you see my point. <laughs> so, um, I, I, the only thing I, I think that I, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I do love, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a jet setter, and um, that I don't know if I'm willing to give up, but. Um, you know, and I need to, I need to, uh, to do the song and dance to be able to do all that. So part of me, you know, I don't think I'm fully okay with, with, you know, the current lifestyle, but I am enjoying it. And, and it's going, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but this is going by really fast for me. Yeah. Likewise. Like, yeah. Like, I, my friend John Hergis does, like, a radio show, and he's had me call in, you know, the past few Tuesdays, and today is Wednesday, right? May 13th? That's right. right. And 
I realized like, oh wait, I didn't call in yesterday, or did I? And I was like, no, I think it's been like over a week. And I was like, maybe I did talk to him yesterday. And it's not me forgetting that I talked to him. It's just like it's flying by. Yeah. So、um, that's the one upside to this is that. I mean, I've been. I don't know. I don't know if I said this already. You know, let me. We'll we'll get to the the daily happy hours that are happening now that <laughs> were not happening before. But、um, yeah, I mean, and plus, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll let's. I don't know how long you're willing to speak with me. Oh, as long as you we'll, are ready address, to hang. Yeah. We'll we'll address this momentarily, but. Um, now、uh, you know. To my point, I can't remember. Um, but um, but yeah, it's 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 flying by.、Um, what was that? Was was that what I was saying? Yeah, I was, and I was, was agreeing. It、by? just feels like a real blur. It's. I, I think I said something to that effect to you today when I got a hold of you about calling us on our radio show because I was just like, oh no. Well, first of all, I got a hold of you before I talked to Jared, and.、Uh, When I talked to Jared, he was like, "Oh yeah, I guess we could do a show tonight because I thought it was a week from now, and that we had to do a show tonight." <laughs> so I was all mixed up. Yeah, yeah. It goes so fast, and、uh, yeah, I, I can't, I can't.、Uh, it's such a weird thing. But then, like, yeah. So I, I, I feel like I don't want this to go on、uh, forever, but at the same time.、Um, I'm probably as you couldn't get further away from,、uh, say, for example, whoever decided to that tattoo parlors will open soon in Ohio, yeah, yeah. which is where I am. You know, I I forget if I mentioned this, but I'm in Ohio now. Oh no, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, almost almost seven weeks. I've been just one state away. Wow.、Um, yeah, we came out here because you know we live. Um, well, you know, Mike, you you've been in my neighborhood yeah,、uh, mm-hmm. in、uh, West West Village. It's pretty dense. Well, all of New York City is very dense, and we have a sixty-five pound dog, and it was just we just I thought I was going to kill someone if I stayed, and <laughs>、yeah. not well, not because coronavirus, but just because I was would get so frustrated. The madness, yeah, 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 and just you know, you know, it just. So so we we decided to get out, and、uh, I think it was the right move. And now we're in a tiny little Finnish fishing village, about fifty miles east of Cleveland. And、uh, most days I don't encounter other humans. Wow.、Yeah. Uh, other than、uh, other than my girlfriend, her mom. We quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. In an apartment、uh, above her house, and then. Um, like even our dog quarantined、um, with us, and then we've loosened it a little bit. But I still mostly hang out in the apartment because I'm,、uh, you know, shopping for groceries and things like that. Yeah. So、uh, I forget what my point is, but、uh, oh, I know my point.、Um, uh, I've started drinking earlier. <laughs> sure.、That、Happy hour.、Point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it used to be that I would,、uh, you know, if we went out to dinner or something, or you know, and I do shows quite a bit normally, but now I don't, 
I do I do do Zoom shows now, which are the, all the rage. Oh yeah. But um, but I now I'm like really like six o'clock. Six o'clock. We're just you know, we're getting it started, having a couple of cocktails. Um. But but from everyone I talk to, that seems to be the trend. I've been drinking. If it wasn't coffee late into the evening much later than usual kind of the inverse of that oh wow yeah, yeah i drink a lot of coffee i drink a lot i mean I drink probably a bit more i drink like a weekend amount of coffee yeah because <laughs> because during the week normally you know in in, in uh, the pre-pandemic uh, times i would go to the coffee shop once sometimes twice if i was feeling randy and uh, that would be it for the day. And now it's like, it's like three or four mugs of coffee every that's, day. Yeah, that's exactly the same for me. I would go about once a day around the afternoon, and then uh, now I'm just kind of sipping on it all day long, and even yeah, into the evening. Just Mike, something to do, I guess. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, I'm not even. I was going to say it tastes good, but I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I have no it's, idea. It's anymore. debatable. Hey, Dave. My, can oh, Jared, what do you got? Oh, uh, your neighbor just pulled up. Uh, I don't know what he thinks was going on here, but he might he might give you a weird look next time he sees you when he sees what's going on. Oh, okay. That's you should feign masturbation. <laughs> I, that's the that's only always option. my <laughs> yeah. Uh, feign, I always right. recommend. That. Yeah. Trying not to make eye contact. Uh, Dave, can I make a confession while we're talking about drinking? Please. Uh, something that I think about a lot. It haunts me to this day. Oh boy. Uh, I. I believe it was the last time I saw you, I think. Uh, we had a drink together uh, when Jess and I were in New York. And uh, you bought me a drink, and I can't remember now what it was specifically. Uh, and I was in the throes of the worst gout attack that I've ever had in my life. And as we were hanging out, it was kind of like time to go. And I didn't finish the drink because of the gout. And I think about that a lot because I mean I know you're a cool dude, but it's like Dave bought that drink for me, and I couldn't even finish it because I was in so much pain. And I feel like I insulted you every time I think about it. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Well, I feel bad that. Well, I feel bad on several levels. Oh, you First need not. All, you you need feel bad uh, at all. You you shouldn't feel bad at all. That's just one of those things that like pops up in my brain every now and again. That I'm like, oh man, and I have no reason. To, no. Yeah, to think that. You know, anything was. That's like a curb your enthusiasm situation. You know what I mean? That's not reality. No, I wouldn't think. Well, for you have gout. Oh yeah, serious <laughs> rich man's disease. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and actually, what is it? Jared said it's a rich man's disease. It is because it, that isn't it? Isn't it? I think of it as it is. It's a disease of excess. Yeah. It is, right. it, yes, because when I went to the doctor, uh, when I first discovered it, because I thought I had a broken foot, and I went and got x-rays, and they were like, you don't have a broken foot, you have gout. Uh, and then the doctor was like, well, you're not fat enough, you don't drink enough, you get enough exercise. Like He listed all these reasons why I would have it that don't fit the bill, and then he says, it's probably genetic. And then, no joke, I'm walking out of the doctor's office, and my dad calls me out of the blue which he rarely does. And I, I'm like in the parking lot and I answered the phone and I tell him, dad, I just found out I have gout. And he goes, oh yeah, I had that once when I was 19. 
So I got it from my dad. Oh my god! Yeah, got it from my dad. Oh, so you? Well, how often do you still uh, grapple with it? I have. Well, okay. So I brought up coffee. I was not a coffee drinker until I got gout, and learned that coffee can be like a preventative, a gout preventative. So now I drink a lot of coffee. Sure. And I've started taking a daily, although I'm slacking on it lately, I've been taking a daily tart cherry supplement, which is also a preventative. And that seems to do the trick for me. One time I was driving down the road with Mike oh, and wow. he had a gout attack uh, and he was like, quick, pull over. Gotta pull, I got to pull over at the nearest grocery station, grocery station, <laughs> grocery store. <laughs> so we pulled over to the, uh, the Kroger over in Martinsville and he got a Knudsen's tart cherry, uh, a bottle of that. And just he slammed, slammed and the whole thing. and. It worked its way down to his feet, and he was feeling better. Yeah, it staves it off. I don't really know how that alchemy works, but it does work. Oh wow, that's this whole. But I love, um, I love the image of you just like eating pate and <laughs> steak and cheese and just drinking merrily. Yeah, and that you know, I realize that's not how you got it, but um, but no one knows what wow, goes on well, behind closed doors. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows what I'm I, doing uh, in here? Now, but but the important thing: Do you have a gout stool? You're certainly you must be hip to gout stools, right? <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's real ornate. It matches my lifestyle, frankly. Right. Oh yeah, they like yeah. often covered in velvet. Uh-huh. My my grandfather had a had a gout stool. I grew up assuming uh, every successful man had a gout stool. Oh wow, yeah. Mike, your neighbor's taking yeah, out the so, trash right now. Which neighbor? Jerry. I don't want to say on the air, but your your closest neighbor that's not a church okay. is taking out the crash. He's a young feller. Just a, a, a scene report from the Mike <laughs> Adams driveway. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Um, <laughs> and then in Mike's trash, we have some uh, some of your fans digging through your your trash. Yeah, looking at your all, all your. Uh, Mike has one trash can just of of T bone steak bones, because uh, of his lifestyle. And the other trash can is uh, empty wine bottles. I love it. That's that's what. Oh man, there's a 19th century gout stool. If I were, see, this is you know as crazy as the world is right now. Yeah. And and as sometimes I think, well, I don't want to live in this world. I'm out. You know, and these are fleeting, uh, irrational thoughts. Sure. But I can tell you what makes me want it. There's two things. I want to I be able to buy you, just as an example, this uh, 19th century gout stool, Swedish Empire gout stool, <laughs> almost is $1,950. I want to buy... I, yeah, it's priced to move. Well, yeah, you say that another Victorian. It just—it it would just please me so much to yeah. send you a gout stool <laughs> that a beautiful gout that stool. costs. Yeah, that could send a child to school. It's or funny whatever. you say that number like it's large, but you have to remember that I'm a man who has gout, so those kind of dollar signs have no effect on me. I, I'm oh, happy okay. to throw that kind of money around on an evening. You know, no problem. Oh yeah. Well, the, the uh, there's I'm pulling up some gout stools here. Okay, good. And there's many fine options. And um, 
the other thing, and, and um, Mike, as a musician, I feel like you'll uh, very much appreciate this. Do you know how they make like really expensive, like signature model guitars for like, they'll be like, like this is sort of the sweet spot. They made one, Dean Guitars made a guitar that was like the Schenker Brothers. Rudolph and Michael Schenker. Okay. When they weren't feuding. When they weren't feuding, let me be clear. <laughs> okay. But they made, you know, Rudolph, of course, guitar player for the Scorpions. Yeah. And Michael, formerly in the Scorpions. Uh, and you could buy a guitar that had, like, their faces on it. And it was, like, said oh. Schenker Brothers. <laughs> and, and, you know, other stuff. And, um... I thought one day I will be wealthy enough to send such a guitar to my friend Mike Adams and other friends yeah. just because the bewilderment they would have when it showed up. <laughs> oh, that would be would wonderful. be so so entertaining to know <laughs> that this this guitar I actually pulled it up as we we're talking. And the guitar that I speak of uh, is on sale. I say on sale, but it's on eBay for eight thousand seven hundred sixty-one dollars <laughs> and ninety-nine cents from Japan. Though that's why you. Get oh the weird sure. Number. Oh yeah. Um, Two hundred twenty dollars shipping. If I had the money, oh my god, and sent that to you, just. Just so you and just, just so you would be just like, what in the f just happened? <laughs> um, and knowing that, like, you could have gotten something else worth eight thousand dollars from me, yeah. and you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Dave, d don't listen to this, Mike. Dave, between you and me, if you ever do that, just let me know, and I'll set up a hidden camera in the house before, and then I'll send you that the tape, so you can, you can watch him opening it. Oh my it. god! I've seen. Wouldn't, it. I, wouldn't that be? The, I've seen a few people sharing uh, through this quarantine time, like, hey, who sent me flowers? This is wonderful. Who sent me this enamel pin set? I love this. Like on Instagram and stuff. I would love to uh, have to start tracking down <laughs> who sent me <laughs> the Shanker Brothers guitar from Japan. Uh, be oh, fun. man, that would be so cool. <laughs> I don't think that would I've be ever, amazing. I'm trying to think if I've ever sent someone a a gift or a gag gift like that. I, I have. Um, I sent our, our uh, friend of the show, Owen Ashworth, I sent him, without a return address on it, the first four seasons of dry, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives on DVD. <laughs> nice. Uh, because I oh, bought them see, myself and watched them. I was an early adopter to that show before it became a, a national parody. Because I just, I just love uh, <laughs> I love diner TV shows. And I, I could put up with any any kind of host, uh, but I watched them and I realized I probably wouldn't watch them again. So as a gag gift, I sent, and each DVD set is one of the thick boys, you know, with like four discs in there. So I sent a big box media mail. I think it was to him. <laughs> it's been a while. It was I somehow, love it. somehow he knew it was me. That's the beauty. It's the gift that says I care, but I don't really care. <laughs> Yeah, I and care I about you, but I don't care anything. if you're happy. The other thing I did yeah. once was I sent a uh, 
Annie needed me to send an umbrella to her sister. So I sent it uh, from the warehouse that I used to work at and just had it uh, billed to my, they could take it out of my paycheck or whatever, the shipping cost from the UPS or whatever. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll use this giant, like, it was like a refrigerator, like a stove box almost, this huge box and just fill it with packing peanuts or whatever trash there was as a gag gift. Not realizing that when you send a huge box like that, there's like an extra $75 charge. <laughs> so it ended up costing oh, like almost $100. Yeah. So watch out for that. Uh, speaking of eBay purchases, oh, wow. I'm on the, I, get you. I have it pulled up right now. I'm on the fence on something. Uh, and you guys, if you want to buy it before me, I guess it's, free, it's fair game now. But someone on eBay is selling starting bid at $10 a uh, CD-ROM they spell it R-A-M <laughs> but it's a CD-ROM that's the uh, night. it's the 2000 Jerry Lewis MDA Telethon show graphics CD-ROM oh my gosh so this is the I don't know how many they made but this is the CD-ROM including all the graphics that they used for the show and all of the 1999 Telethon photos to use I'm, I, these are probably sent to all the uh, all the local affiliates, you know, putting on the different telethons for the different news, uh, you know, different TV stations. But yeah, and you're on the fence about that. It says uh, on the, the logo, it has the classic logo. Then it says uh, first web enhanced telethon, first nonprofit honored with AMA Lifetime Achievement Award for quote for significant and lasting contributions to the health and welfare of humanity. But yeah, so this is the disc that you could use to put on a reproduction of the 2000 telephone. It's all the graphics, everything. All you need is someone to play Jerry Lewis and Charo and all the other guests. And you could re you could do a a remake of the 2000 telephone if you bought this CD-ROM for 10 bucks. Oh wow. So that's something I've been thinking about oh. on the fence right now, but we'll see. Could we oh, well, do like a, I'm in if, he, if you want to go have these, yeah. I'm in. All right. Could we do could Holy. we stage like a local like a local theater type version of it is what you're saying, Jared? You watch it, watching all these all these YouTubes of the old telethons have really made me want to put on an actual telethon. Oh boy. Not like our twenty four hour show. That was a disaster. I'm talking about a real full-blown telethon. Dave, Dave Hill would be that? the perfect host too. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, I have the you know I have the chops. Yeah. Say what you want about anything else. Mike Adams could be the Ed McMahon. Hey, what's he say? Easily. Oh, hey now. <laughs> no, what's he say? I, I was, that's uh. You're correct, Johnny. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Dave. When we introduced you on the show, Jared called you the Pride of Cleveland, which was a pretty appropriate. Because you have a brand new album out called The Pride of Cleveland. Is that right? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thank you for uh, getting that in there. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, I, I have a new a new stand-up comedy album um, called The Pride of Cleveland. It's out now on 800-pound Gorilla Records. And a lot of people say it's the, it's really, honestly, the best the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, I think um, it's very funny. I maybe, I maybe. Oh, say, oh, you've heard it? I've heard it. I enjoyed it. I laughed. I enjoyed oh, the whole thank thing. Thank you. That's. I didn't even shut it off once. Yeah, I wasn't offended. That's, <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> there's so much. The only, I think, the only thing to be offended with on, on my album is some. Some people don't like 
you know, my my profanity that I that I, I get loose with. But in my minor defense, I maintain that I have always used profanity in a in the way a fifteen year old would. It's never <laughs> out of anger or filth or anything like that. Yeah, I feel um, like your your comedy is kind of like if like it's exactly like those clean comedy guys except for there's cussing <laughs> and it's funny yeah basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah basically i i don't really i never talk about uh sex or like anything uh i never take about take i never talk about taking a dump or <laughs> being you know i don't know and it's not it's not like a conscious decision yeah it's just it's just that I'm the best. No, um, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like it's completely clean. And I've had these discussions with my sister, who is, uh, you know, a suburban Irish Catholic woman, who pretty much only takes only is only bothered by my profanity, sure. and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Not like uh, any other. Any other thing I'm saying, I, or uh, whatever. You see my point. Yeah, I was uh, very uh, into and thought it was very funny the way you were talking to the band, the live band that's with you on the record, and then as oh, you yeah. as you've been promoting it, I've seen you specifically mention that a few times. Uh, the 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 tone of voice you use with the band, and uh, I kind of wonder if it's okay to ask you. I don't want you to reveal too much, like you know, Siegfried and Roy or something, asking them how they do a trick. But uh, how much of that did you discuss with the band? Like, just follow my lead uh, before that, or how much of it were you kind of winging with those guys? Well, pretty much always, whenever I have a band, you know, uh, you know, because I do like live from here with Chris Teeley, and I do like Wesley Stasis' Cabinet of Wonders in New York, and um. You know, I was in and come to Papa Tom Papa's show, which I should have mentioned first because that's the one I do the most probably. Um, but uh, you know, I, I try to not discuss it with them too much and not rehearse too much because yeah. you know you don't the way the way you you come up with reasons to yell at someone is is because they you haven't rehearsed right so. You know, there's they don't know what they're gonna. I don't know what they're gonna do, and they don't know what they're gonna do probably. So, um, and then the the only thing is, I, I might I might like tell people beforehand that, and though you, but occasionally I'll forget to to say like, hey, I'm gonna yell at you, and just you know, kind of roll with it. Yeah. Um, I'll forget sometimes, and there'll be like a new guy in the band. <laughs> That's what and I was I'll wondering. Be like, like... Oh, these because like like Chris Teeley's band on Live from Here, they're all you know the greatest musicians on earth. They're a bunch of sharpshooters, but you know the band changes quite a bit, and I, and then um, I think it's only happened a couple times really where someone was like. Oh wow! Why why was he yelling at me so much? I didn't. <laughs> did he really think I was bad? And if you know, 
It wouldn't be funny if someone was really bad and I was yelling at right. them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I it's was... A, it's more... It, as I was listening to... It's funny to, to yell at someone who's amazing right. and yell at them. <laughs> That's so, what I wondered when um, I was listening but, to it. Like, how often is it like, oh, I wonder if Dave ever has to apologize to someone who didn't get it initially <laughs> right after something like that? It has happened before. Yeah. Um, like, when someone will tell me, like, oh, this the new drummer didn't know... And things like that. I mean, in life in general, I, I have to apologize. Sure. <laughs> because, you know, people, you know, you guys, I feel like, know me well enough to know know my sense of humor. And um, But I've been uh, in situ... My favorite time this ever happened, actually. Actually, I almost cried when it happened. But I, I used to play... You guys know Walter Schreifels from Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand and bands like that. Oh, I know those bands. I don't know him specifically. But yeah, he he is. It's not key. He 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 was a singer in Quicksand. Anyway, um, so he's a good buddy of mine, and we, you know, he had a band for a while, the Walter Schreifels band, and we toured. We did a we did a couple tours of Europe, and. I think on the first tour, like the drummer was relatively new and I didn't know him well. And, you know, we would play this one song where it was like a T-Rex cover and everyone in the, everyone in the band would get a solo in the, you know, it's just kind of this loose thing. And we were, we were like in Germany and we were driving. We had the, like one of those, what are those called? Like Sprinter or Splitter oh, yeah. fans, those big Mercedes that you get in Europe. And so, like, everyone's seeing these big, with these, you know, high back benches where you can't really see the person behind you. And and so, like, Arthur, the bass player, was like, Dave, like, oh, your solo last night was so great. And and Drew was a, was a drummer. And, uh, and, and Drew is an amazing drummer. And uh, you know everyone in the band was great musicians, and and uh, Drew's from bands like Bold and Into Another, if you know them. And and so Arthur's like, uh, like Dave, your solo was 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 great last night. And um, and I was like, yeah, you know, it was really hard because you know Drew, since his tempos are so bad, you know, <laughs> I had to sort of reset every measure because you know, so like. <laughs> I'd be soloing, and then then you kind of have to find the one, and then be like, okay, I guess he's dropping it. You know, it's a little slower for a couple bars, and um, I was totally kidding. You know, just because yeah. I was just being an asshole. And um, we get like two hours later, we get to this other city in Germany, and he gets out of the van. Once everyone goes inside, he's like, "What the?" F-? And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, why did you lay into me in front of everybody like that? I'm like, what do you... I didn't even remember, because I was just joking. And he's, he's like, you you were saying that my tempos are so bad, and I can't... My, and I was like, I was, like what? I, was, I was just kidding. Like, you thought I was serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I just met you before this tour. <laughs> and... And, uh, and so, and I was like, wait, and so you've been sitting there for the last, like, two hours? Just thinking that I, that, <laughs> that I, yeah, and he's like, I've been, I've been so f***ing mad. And I, 
I almost started crying because just the idea of someone thinking that I would talk shit like that yeah. right in front of them. <laughs> oh, I just, I almost, oh, anyway, I'm sorry. I just stole minutes of your life with that story. No, but. that's exactly why I was asking. I just wondered if there were any moments like that because I think it is very comedic on the record, and I've seen you do that before, but uh, I love it every time. But then I, I always do wonder, like, how in on it are these guys? Like, because I, I, I never know. Like, like you were saying, the musicians change out, or I never know when you've like jumped on a show. If I've seen something on YouTube or whatnot, it's like, how well does Dave know these guys, and how well do they know him to know? Because you also deliver it very excellently, and it tickles me every time. I oh, thank it. you. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. I mean, I do. You know, obviously, I don't want anyone to be hurt. First, first and foremost, hurt if they're mad at me. You know. That's collateral damage, whatever. <laughs> but uh, as long as it was a good show. But you know, ideally, I don't want any of that stuff. I want I want people to just have fun. But but yeah, I I I try to not even with like live from here where it's like pretty slick operation and you're you know we don't really rehearse it a whole lot. Um, just just so just so you can kind of come up with the moments and. You don't want, also, like, you know, you, you don't want someone being, like, too in on it, because then it kind of, the band has to kind of be the straight man. Yeah, you know, right. For it to work. Like, I've done it with, like, it's hard to do with my own bands, like, because I've done it where, like, for a while, my one band, Valley Lodge, we used to do a show that was, like, us, but then there was, like, me doing comedy and other comedians, and... I would do it with them, but it was harder. And you know, they're great musicians, but it was harder because they know me so well. So it wasn't. It never had that same feeling because it was like these guys know my every move. Yeah. Like, there's no surprise. I can't surprise them. Um. Anyway. Or there's a temptation to like lean into the joke in a way that that yeah, takes the yeah. air out of it a little bit or something. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They couldn't help but like play along a little bit, um, which is totally understandable. I, I would too, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's not the only album you have out right now. Can we talk about the other no, one? Or is I, that I, is that breaking kayfabe? No, no, no. I, you know, there's <laughs> the the general rules are I can talk about Witch Tane, but Lance can't talk about my my albums. Yeah, mm, that's it. It doesn't. We can't both cross streams. That's kind of the rule yeah, I get that, that I've that I've that I've made up. <laughs> um, yeah, that we, yeah. There's the Witch Day album. I, I put out two albums in April. Why well, didn't the labels put them out? Um, which makes me sound like for making that distinction. But um, just like uh, I guess my point is that like if I were putting them out myself. I would not have put them out two weeks apart, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's just kind of how it worked. Like, cause the witch taint record was supposed originally supposed to come out on Valentine's day. And then the comedy album I thought was coming out in May and then witch taint got pushed back. And then the comedy album got pushed forward a couple weeks. So they came out two weeks apart. So the thing I was trying to avoid 
but the, the thing about well, so witch taint, yeah, the witch taint records out. But there's also, as I've learned, you know, there's like if there's a Venn diagram of people that are into witch taint and people that are into what I'm doing, it's probably only a third overlap <laughs> yeah. of people that want both, or or the people that know about both. It's, the fun thing about witch taint is it's like very quickly become this like global. You know, however large or small, uh, probably leaning heavily towards small, but uh, it's it's like all over the world. You know, whereas wow. my comedy is in, is in you know mostly English speaking countries. But witch Tain is like it's really fun. It kind of makes me feel like a teenager because you can go like look on Spotify and like like Spotify is like I'm pulling it now. It's like where people listen thing is Chicago, Mexico City, Helsinki, Brisbane, and Warsaw are the oh, top wow. five cities. So it's really cool that this thing that started as like a stupid joke in my underwear 15 years ago or whatever <laughs> is now like... Um, but yeah, so that record came out and it's it's uh, there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm for it, which is really fun. Because it's it is a mix of comedy and music, uh, so when this pandemic is hopefully hopefully over, it'll be fun to go out and and do that. Uh, and and not to completely take another, uh, I say this only because I'm looking up the Schenker Brothers guitar <laughs> that I intend to buy yeah. for you. Might I also state that there is a Michael Schenker. Uh, checkerboard sort of for just $11,000 which I might That's also it. send to you okay great I'll be looking for it I'm really sorry but it was just that the browser uh, was open and I felt <laughs> I, you... I had to mention that there was this guitar available Jared and I both work at the public library here in town when we work uh, not right now but uh there used to be a guy, and this might even Dude. be this might predate Jared actually, um, but there used to be a guy that hung out uh, downtown, out front of the library, like in the summer. And my memories of him are that he kind of looked a little bit like Otto, the bus driver from The Simpsons, you know. Um, and oh yeah. He would be shirtless all the time, jeans, shirtless, dark round sunglasses, and he always had this purple BC Rich Warlock in his hand at all times and he would just be hanging out down there and i loved that warlock guy jared did you ever see him no i you? don't think so for I, some reason talking about these guitars made me think of that guy but i loved him yeah he's wait, just, he's vanished wait, he he hung out outside the library with a bc rich warlock yeah there there are groups of people that congregate for what for various reasons at the library and outside the library and just kind of like hang out there uh and he was in in part of that crew but he was always nice, but uh, yeah, just hung out with this warlock. And you'd, you'd see him kind of walking around downtown with it once in a while. Oh, I loved it. I miss that oh, guy. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love anyone that, like, anyone that just, oh, I mean, anyone that plays a BC Rich Warlock, period, gets my uh, high praise. High praise. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that also, I, I was going to bring this up earlier, but we started talking about other things. But uh, when you were just talking about, like, get weird things on guitars, uh, 
just on a whim, my son and I were watching the um, Radiohead King of Limbs in the Basement DVD last week. And there's one sure. there's one moment in there where um, Johnny Greenwood is playing a guitar. I think it's a Telecaster. And it's got a Honda, like Honda motorcycle logo stuck like right behind the tailpiece. Uh, and I have been thinking about that all week. Like, did he put that there? Is this some kind of nice guitar that he bought that had it on there, but he liked it enough and didn't chip it off for some reason? It was a. It really caught my eye when they were playing, just that it had this big Honda logo on his guitar. It seemed really very silly. Anyway, that's weird. Yeah. I think he must have put it on, and that's just my. Yeah, he probably just, just sponsored by Honda. <laughs> Speculation, yeah, but it's like why a, not? It's like a NASCAR driver. I thought the same thing. Like, and that's—I think—that's why it's been on my mind all week. Is that it's like, surely he put that there, but then why? That's genius and, marketing. <laughs> now we're talking about it on the radio to our that's dozens true. of listeners, that and now true. they're gonna buy a Honda. It's the best <laughs> marketing investment Honda's ever made. It really is because, like, you know, if Radiohead even ironically has a Honda logo, people are gonna be like. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be, I, they're gonna go ironically buy a Honda. <laughs> you know, it, I was thinking about that the other day. How like things from like this old DVD from twenty years ago is gonna get people to buy a Honda. I uh, sometimes when I'm watching these old fast food commercials on YouTube from the eighties, uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, it's looking kind of good. And then I go out and buy some, and it's like. This person made this commercial 40 years ago, and it worked for on someone 40 years in the future. On I wonder if they dope. wonder if they had any idea <laughs> that some dope was going to go buy a cheeseburger because they had this commercial 40 years ago. Really makes you think, man. Oh yeah. And well, they they couldn't have seen it coming. No. But you know, but here we are. Here we are. I mean, I think most of my. Oh, almost almost all my purchases are, uh, you know, some sort of irony or something. Maybe eggs aren't, but even that I'm not sure about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been really into eggs lately. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been, you know, cooking at home every meal. Right. I guess that's why I've been eating more eggs <laughs> than usual. Oh, yeah. Protein. Yeah. Good protein source. Like to slice up an avocado, throw that on there, throw some hot sauce on there. Oh yeah, that's a sweet life. There you go. I got uh yeah. I'm I make some eggs. I'm horrible at it, and I throw a bunch of garlic. Oh yeah. And then uh and then some jalapenos and then some hot sauce on top of that, like I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> and I just yeah. knock it back. Just wait for that gout to get you, man. I discovered the broil function on my oven this last week. Never used the broil function. What's that do? It broils. Oh. It's like a hot, intense heat from the top. It caramelizes things, I oh, think. Oh, from the top. Yeah, I know. You know, if you want to, like, uh, let's say you uh, want to throw some barbecue ribs on there to get a nice uh, caramelization. Get a little sheen going. Yeah. Oh, like a, like a, not on like a, a London broil. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even sure what that is. I have a lot to learn about, I just about broiling. To say that. Yeah. I, I 1,000, I just wanted to say it. 
<laughs> oh, hey, Dave. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of how much of this I can say. Oh, boy. But I think I told you. We, we had a friend on the show, on this very show, uh, uh, several episodes ago, who's a mailman in Cleveland. And I think I mentioned that to you. Did I? I don't remember if I did. Uh, I feel like... But- Let's keep going. Well, it's probably he, in my noggin somewhere. He ended up delivering mail to a family member of yours, which, and he is a fan of yours and a fan of ours. And I just oh, thought... Oh, yes, I, you did mention this. You did mention this. I just had a flash in my mind that he could deliver mail to you uh, any day, or maybe has already. Although he would know it if it's, he saw you. It's unlikely because I'm sadly um, not... I'm like an hour from my dad. Okay. He's 50 miles Out east, as, as you will recall from the, the first part of the show, Mike. Yeah, I believe, I bl- I'll, I'll double check this, but I believe our our buddy has a pretty wide radius around the city. So I don't okay. know. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm sorry for he calling might. you. might. I mean, it's possible. But my dad my dad lives in an like, independent living, retirement community type place. And they have that bit on lockdown. So I can't even go. Oh, yeah, I bet. I try to go see. I can't even pull into the parking lot, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, Dave. Part of my yeah, job, not, at the, uh, part of my job at the library is delivering books to people in homes like that. And uh, I talked to one last week, and they're just like, "Yeah, I have to eat my meals in my room. Can't even go out in the hallway. They're they're on lockdown for sure." You know, right at the beginning oh, of this yeah. thing, right when every right. When everyone started kind of catching on at the same time that we were going to be staying home for a little while, my wife's grandmother turned 100 years old in a nursing home, and we had like a family debate over whether we should throw a little party or not. We ultimately did not do it, and then that's right when things clamped down. But it was crazy. She turned 100, and we just kind of had to let her do it on her own. Oh, man. Yeah, wild. But the thing is... It's crazy. I don't know if this... Well, I don't want to. This, this might be, this might be uh, rude. To <laughs> You're going to say something offensive. I might say something, yeah. But I mean, is is, is, no, is she is she um, at is she with it? Is that what you're trying to ask? Could you trick her into having another hundredth birthday party in six months? Yes, that's what I'm trying to. We ask. could probably trick her into having a sixth birthday party <laughs> in, in, in any time we want. She's uh, <laughs> she's she's physically well, quite healthy, but uh, her mind is gone. But she's still very sweet, well, so it's okay. no problem. Couldn't well, why wouldn't you if you could if you could celebrate her birthday over? Why wouldn't you at this stage of her life celebrate her birthday like all the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. good point. She uh, frequently tells us about all the boyfriends who come and visit her in the nursing home, and there it's always someone different. Sometimes it's her dead husband, sometimes it's like this maintenance guy that may or may not be real, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, with Wilt Chamberlain. Dave, I don't know if you know that story, but um, there's a pretty good chance that my wife's grandmother did it with Wilt Chamberlain. Allegedly. I'm just saying the odds are good. Wait, the 100-year-old? Yeah. Not recently, Not recently. but... <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, he, claims, he claimed to have uh, been with like 10,000 women. That's a claim, yeah, yeah. That's a claim I, he makes, and uh, there is—he's dead, right? I'm you know, sure. it's funny you mention that because as you were, I, I'm I'm in the middle of looking that up, okay? Because um, I was wondering myself, 
And because um, we could call him if he's still with us and ask him. I'll tell you no, this. He's dead. I'll tell you this. He passed on on October twelfth, nineteen ninety nine, mm. in Bel Air, Los Angeles. Yeah, I figured he was. Not oh, like he's been dead quite a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's free reign to disparage that old man. You don't. You don't. You don't live that long when you're super tall. Yeah, I. I I think about that sometimes. <laughs> You're not that tall. No, I'm yeah, not what, that tall. What are you like? How are you like six six four? I'm six four. Yeah, I'm, I'm six four. I'm not freakishly tall, but I'm taller than average. Well, I feel like you guys are in the safe zone of tall. Like you, you'll you're gonna die. We're all gonna die. Yeah, sure. But I feel like you you won't die like prematurely. And once we get old enough that uh, we're like constantly slouching, we probably won't even be over six feet anymore. Oh yeah. This you know? is true. Yeah. So we we hit the safe zone. Once we hit a certain age, we slide down into the safe zone. Seems to me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about you guys per se. Thanks. For here, here lies Mike Adams, died of height. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to tell because the grave will be extra long. You know. Yeah. Oh man. We uh we don't have... die in it. <laughs> don't die anytime soon. I'm staying home for the most part to avoid that. Uh, but we have gone out on some hikes a few times. We've taken the kids out to get some fresh air. And, there, mm-hmm. and here in rural Indiana, there's actually a lot of places to go. And one of the places we went that a friend tipped us off to, I don't know, maybe last week or two weeks ago or two months ago, who knows when it was, uh, we went to this trail that's kind of lesser known and it was attached to this ancient graveyard and I was kind of having a good time looking at these really old headstones that were in various states yeah. of disrepair and some of them were like from like the 1840s and 1820s it was wild oh wow yeah real spook, now how, spooky how old, are your, how old are your kids now uh, my son is 8 and my daughter is 2 Oh, wild. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is nuts. uh, Having kids during this quarantine is... uh, It's damn near impossible, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What we're managing, we're making it work. But it's it's nuts. What what is their take on it? Are they confused? My daughter doesn't notice. She just thinks everyone's home all the time and we're having a good time. Uh, my son, he's aware, and every once in a while, he will, um, he's playing it very cool, but every once in a while, he'll make a comment that is like, you can see through his veneer a little bit, that he's got some fear underneath there. Um, I was, I went out, um, and helped a friend of ours who owns a recording studio here in town. I did some recording for him the other day where he was in a control room and I was in another room. So we were separated, but I did go to his place. And uh, as I was leaving, my son was like, are you going to wear a mask? Don't touch anything. When are you coming home? Like he was asking me questions he doesn't normally ask me and and pleaded that I wear a mask, which I did. But wow. every once in a while, he'll make a comment like that or say something about the virus, that which that word doesn't really mean anything to him other than that's the thing. That's happening to us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that like I said, that's just once in a while. Most of the time, it's pretty... Like, he's just kind of... He's a homebody, I think, like me. And 
So I think we're all just enjoying... You were talking earlier, you know, about like... Kind of like wallowing in this and enjoying aspects of it. And that's where we're at in this house for sure. Like when this ends, there are going to be things I miss about it. Even though I don't like it that it's dangerous and people are in trouble. But personally, there are are pluses to this. That also makes me feel a little guilty saying that sometimes, but it's just true. Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had that thought where I was just like, I was like, uh, I could do with a couple more months of this. Yeah, <laughs> I like I I have no problem with that. Um, which you know, I guess is a uh, maybe a privileged thing to say. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely sort of enjoying the, the, the break, as it were. Yeah, it's but interesting. I, I understand that it's devastating to many people. I mean, it, it surprised me and caught me off guard earlier when you were talking about uh, considering, whether serious or not, considering retiring because of the way this has made you see your life. And that has happened to me, too. Like, I... Before this happened, I would have said, I got it good, you know? I've I've got a job that I mostly like, and I'm surrounded by people that I mostly like. But going through this thing has made me think like, oh man, once this ends, am I going to be like straight up like a hippie? I'm going to quit my job and leave and try to f- carve out a way in an otherwise normal society where I can continue to live like this? I don't think I will, but maybe. It's definitely entered my mind. Oh, I mean, if nothing else, I've, I've, you know, cause I, you know, I live in New York, and but being out here in Ohio, I, I was saying to my girlfriend, I was, I was just like, we're definitely buying like a little shack in the woods, yeah, and and letting it be, uh, filling it with just weird that uh, people can find when we're dead, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and she said. Well, there's no avoiding that if it's you, right? Because <laughs> she kn- she knows my pension for just uh, dragging dragging into the house. Yeah. The archaeologists dig through um, your stuff, and it's like, what is this 19th century gout stool doing in here? <laughs> and and then they then they then it's on antique roadshow, and they're like, whoa, <laughs> really? Wait, look, there's a note. <laughs> Dear, dear Mike, <laughs> thought you could use this. Oh man! Is your um, girlfriend from the Midwest, I, Dave? She is. Yeah, she's. Okay, about, so she's familiar she's about, with with the surroundings. Yeah, we're from. We grew up. We didn't know each other growing up, but we grew up. You know, about fifty minutes from each other. Oh wow! But nice. like, she grew up in like you know this area that I only heard about like on the news and stuff like that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and now now my my dad and my dad lives in another area like that my sister lives in yet another area like that so I guess it's kind of what happened so like the Ohio of my youth is like I never pandemic aside I rarely see it I'm kind of always uh, yeah. always out in the sticks. Um, oh, hey, I'm just noticing the a, time, Dave. Yeah, sorry, you told me when you had to stop, and we've just been yakking at you. Um, 
No, I, I, uh, um, I, uh, I'm enjoying it. I, but though I have another show now here at 10, so yeah. I should jump. Well, thanks for talking you know, to us very much. Fix my hair. The new album. Thank you. Dave Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Pride of Cleveland. The Pride of Cleveland. It's great. It's very funny. I hope people Thank will listen to it. Thank you so much. I hope so. And, and then the Witch Chain album, which is also, uh, ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, yeah. And the newish oh. book from mm. September, Parking the Moose, available uh, at Parking the Moose. your local bookstand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out to your independent <laughs> bookstore. Um, but yeah, and the paperback of that is coming out very shortly. Oh, so. great. I listened very to the exciting. audio version while we were driving. So, thanks. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot, oh, well, Dave. We'll let you, you go. Uh, thanks for talking to us. It's nice catching up. I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing well, too. And uh, and uh, please keep in touch and have me back. And I'll have you guys on the, my podcasting incident, if you're willing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'd love that. Love it. Thanks, Dave. All right. Cool, Dave. All right, Thank I'll you. talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Wow, what a guy. I sure do like Dave Hill. Yeah, that was nice. Nice talking to him. Dave Hill is one of the, uh, for me, from my little perspective, from my corner of the world, uh, he's one of the entertainment industry nice guys that I've bumped into and maintained a relationship with that was unlikely, maybe, to a degree, but has been such a pleasant thing to have. Because he does stuff, you know? He's an author, and he's a musician and a comedian, and he's done a lot of high-profile things, but he's still just nice to me. He's friends with Dick Cavett. I know. I know. I know. It's insane. And he's just nice to us for some reason. What a guy. What a nice guy. Yeah. How are you doing, Jared? Doing all right through this? Oh. Through the show? I've, I've been better. <laughs> I chipped a tooth in rage yesterday. You mentioned that (laughs) briefly on the phone last night, and I I wanted to- I got so frustrated. I wanted to hear more about it. I gritted my teeth until I broke one off. Was that what it was? A tooth grit? It was just like a- Or something, yeah. A grunt. A grunt so hard. I think uh, something got broken, and the kid was just out of control, and I was uh, at a loss for what to do, so I broke my tooth accidentally. Oh, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. It was just a dumb thing, or I- I did that and I bit my lip and, yeah. <laughs> you know, things settled down and it was fine. Well, it's better to take it out on yourself than on the <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, uh, I think uh, he's just probably, uh, you know, tired of uh, being quarantined for two months. Well, yeah. Ready Aren't to uh, get out there and, you know, you know how things are. Ready to get out there, but I'm going to say this on the radio just because it's the way I feel. I think people are jumping the gun. I oh, think yeah. I think we're itching to get out for some reason. It's like, yeah, no one likes this, but we got to be patient till this thing is over. Yeah. If we rush it, it only gets worse. Yeah. With literal death. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Like, uh, That's the thing that I keep coming back to. It's not to. just like a yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, just I mean, I'm sure you're about to say the same thing, but it's just when people talk about it, it's like, it's not about just getting stir crazy. It's about whether people will die or not. Yeah. And that matters. You know, it's just so hard to live in this world, this COVID world. Just mentally, I mean, it's so hard to think about it. It's hard to know who to trust, who the experts are. The government's destroying us on purpose. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, I and I, 
I get all my news from you on this show. <laughs> I, uh, I haven't. You're only just finding out about this. I have. Yes. No, like uh, not to complain about uh, taking care of a, a three-year-old all day, but in doing that, I haven't luckily had time to dive into all the news too yeah. much, which is I'm better off, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm a little similar, frankly. I said uh, that on a meeting yeah. today, the, uh, a, a Zoom meeting I was on. I said, I haven't really been able to keep up because everyone was saying, did you hear, read this thing? Did you hear this thing? Did you see this? And I was like, nah, not really. I'm just kind of laying low with these kids, but. Yeah. Wild times. But anyway, I just want everything to be okay. I want everyone to live. And I want a, I want responsible people to be in charge of our uh, managing of it. Yeah. Which Same I will here. say, I, I'm keeping my eye on Penny Cottle. I don't know if you know her, but she's the Monroe County Health Administrator. No, I don't. And uh, I know her, thankfully, from... Uh, not personally, but I know of her and I've seen her in action thanks to my job and uh, my day job. And uh, there's news every once in a while that in, from uh, my local news sources that includes her guidance and I have been keeping an eye on that because I think she does a great job. So shout out to Penny Cottle. Thanks for uh, looking out for Monroe County. All right. Mike. <gasps> yes? You told me you finally watched The Straight Story. Oh, yeah. Jared has been... One of my top five favorite movies of all time. Absolutely bending my ear for the last 12 years, maybe? (laughs) Probably. To watch The Straight Story. And I've always been like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll watch it sometime. Sure. You know how you do when someone recommends something to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That sounds cool, man. It actually literally, legitimately does I've done it with you. Yeah, I know. And when I finally do, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just... (laughs) And you've already got your own list of things you want to get to. Yeah. And the timing, you know, sometimes things just have to line up. Your heart has to be ready for it. Yeah. And it took 12 years for this to happen. Yeah. But my whole family and I sat down last week, or just this weekend, and we watched The Straight Story, and my goodness, did I love it. It's the best. It really... I mean, that you say it's in your top five doesn't even make me uh, 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 recoil. I could that makes total sense and I think that's a fine choice to have in your top five and I've only seen it the one time so I feel a little bit like a wouldn't be right to put it there for myself just yet but sure I could definitely see it getting there yeah no no doubt about it David Lynch yeah. Walt, Walt Disney the two greats Col- collaboration <laughs> the two greats <laughs> they got together for lunch and they're like Let's make a movie. Call up Richard Farnsworth and uh, <laughs> since he's SpaceX and you got yourself a deal. And get the animators because the <laughs> animated bits in that, the like Roger Rabbit, Song of the South uh, animated bits are great in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? They are. <laughs> I had to stop for a second. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> no, it's frankly, it's just a beautiful story that's told beautifully. Uh, and I, I loved it for that. And the, the music's great. I think when I think about that movie... The first thing that comes to mind is just him trucking along in that that song playing. Oh, that yeah. You know, I, that's not what it sounds like at all, actually. <laughs> but in my head, it sounded <laughs> the violin yeah, playing. Yeah, th- the music stuck out to me. I mentioned it to Jess while we were watching. I said, I don't know who did this music, but it's really good. Because it's almost, I mean, it's on the edge of like, oh, yeah, just whatever 1990s background music. But it's good. And it sticks out to me because of that. Because it's like, they well, could have put anything here, but this is actually great. It's uh, Angelo Badalamenti. Yeah, I, lear- uh, I learned that reading about it later. But most uh, people recognize from the Twin Th- Twin Peaks. Yeah, soundtrack. And I brought I brought the CD here for you, Mike. Oh, you did. Thank you. 
Yeah, I I mentioned to you that I would like to rip that. It's a nice looking CD. It's one of the last CDs I purchased. I don't buy CDs too often these days. I bought four CDs on the internet today. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to tell us what you bought or is that confidential? It's not particularly private. Um, I've been on a real Pernice Brothers kick oh, okay, yeah. uh, lately. And um, there were a couple holes in where I wasn't... like. I had a couple of their early albums and loved them, and then I didn't pay attention for a long time, or just didn't—I don't know—keep up. I was still checking them out, but and liking them. But um, yeah, and then I got the most recent one from I think last year, end of last year. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, and it's very good. And then I've just lately—you know—I've had a lot of time, kind of, to uh, listen to music, and I've been on a real kick with that band lately. So I bought—you know—on Discogs you can get a CD for a buck and a half. Oh yeah. So uh, I bought four Pernice Brothers CDs today. Yeah, this Straight Story DVD, uh, the soundtrack was released by Wyndham Hill. Oh, I, yeah, I read that. You can listen to song samples and get new release information at www.windham.com. That's in the are they still answer. around or are they defunct, Wyndham Hill? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. That's a good question. They have a great logo. Not I, as good here as the original, but uh, the original Wyndham Hill logo. I recently watched the... Um, uh, of course, I'm spacing on the name of it, but the Robbie Basho documentary. Oh, I've been um, meaning to watch that. Yeah. yeah, it was good, and I forget the name of it now. Something Eagle. Something Eagle. Something, yeah. something Eagle, something. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. But the guy, who's the Wyndham Hill guy? Uh, not Herb Alpert, but the other guy. <laughs> uh, I'm forgetting. He's the guitar player whose name you would know right away. Uh, Ackerman? Winston? Is it Ackerman? Not Winston. Uh, I can't remember now, but it's the guy who ran the label, who yeah, also released yeah, yeah. stuff on the label, uh, and he's in it talking quite a bit, and I, I liked him in the movie. The back of the CD, underneath the picture, picture of Richard Farnsworth, is a David Lynch quote in big letters. Next, It's in bigger font than the actual song titles, and it says, Tenderness can be just as abstract as insanity. Yeah, you know... Uh, David Lynch. I haven't seen a ton of David Lynch stuff. I'm not a Lynch head like a lot of my friends are. Though everything I've seen I've liked, I just haven't ever like gone for it with that guy. Uh, but watching that movie and only knowing a few other of his works and not even that intimately, I, I felt that right away. It was like, oh, there's a weirdness to this movie. And abstract is a good way to put it. There's an abstractness to it mm-hmm. that is undefined and strange and eerie but not spooky, if that makes sense. It was really, really beautiful. It struck yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, makes me want to watch it again. I haven't seen it super recently. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, will go back to it before too long. We got the uh, we got the Disney Plus app when The Mandalorian came out, so my son could, he's a Star Wars head, so we could watch The Mandalorian. And so I was able to watch it on Disney Plus. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I have it on VHS if you'd like to borrow that and wow. watch it in that format. Okay, that sounds nice. I saw a movie, uh, it kind of, eh, it's not very similar, but kind of maybe made me think of it in some ways, uh, called The Castle. You ever seen The Castle? No, I'm unfamiliar. Uh, I'm gonna. It's another one I'm, I'm going to make you watch sometime <laughs> between now and 2032. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> uh, it came in a mystery pack that I checked out from Vulture Video that Dave Walter put together. It's this 1997 Australian film about this family 
government's trying to take their house away. It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, Sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 heartwarming, but not uh, you know, not uh, what's the word? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You know, I uh, I borrowed a. It's I, good. I mentioned this actually earlier in the show, talking to Dave. But I, uh, or no, talking to you about the music we were listening to. But I borrowed a video from Vulture Video recently, thanks to friend of the show Dave Walters' Instagram live stream. Uh, he's been three times a week going on and pitching movies that he's got available, and telling you why they're good. And we ended up watching the um, Altman film Buffalo Bill and the Indians. Oh, how was that? I loved it. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it was good. Um, it felt real Altman-ish and uh, was weird and good, good actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed getting those packs. It's been a good way to check out things I wouldn't have picked out on my own totally. probably for whatever reason, Yeah, but uh, end up enjoying more than things I would have picked out on my own probably. Yeah, I want to do one of those mystery rentals. I have um, not tried that yet. Do you call ahead for that? How's that you, work? You send them uh, a Instagram direct message okay. to the Vulture Video account and Got say, it. hey, just a heads up, I'm on my way to pick up a mystery pack. And they'll they'll say, all right. Um, and then there's a cup outside the door where you put your money. Mm-hmm. They have it out there for you, you know, set it out there for you when they see you. Every, you know, so everyone stays away from each other. Right. You just pick it up. It's been sanitized, and you drop it off in a week. It's nice. We should have Dave back on the show. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good idea. I, I really enjoy his Instagram live uh, videos he's been doing consistently on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. At yeah, nine, I have too. I, I told him uh, when I went to we, – he and I interacted through the mail slot at Vulture Video right downtown here in Bloomington. Uh, and I told him that I really appreciated those uh, live streams because – just because I could tell – that he loved movies and loved telling why he loved these movies. And it was just nice to see my friend being genuine in this time of isolation and, yeah. and expressing, uh, you know, thought and, and care and joy over things, including movies. It was um, really nice. His, his, uh, talking about the wicker man made me, made me, uh, you know, watched The Wicker Man for the first time last week, or, ah. or May the first day before May first, actually. That's the last movie Which I remember him to talking about yeah. uh, before this thing. Well, the last time we were at work together, uh-huh. uh, that's the last movie I remember him talking oh. about. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so the next day, I'm uh, I have to go to the post office because I have a big, you know, I've been stamp collection that you keep yeah. adding to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually have. You know, I'm not going as often as I had been, so I have this pretty big stack of mail to take in these heavy mailers okay so i i'm carrying them up to my neck and these lp lp mailers heavy okay yeah i get it i walk into the post office not realizing after i had taken my telephone out of the radio socket uh-huh oh ox input whatever remove that yeah through my pocket not realizing that I'm blasting the soundtrack <laughs> to the the Wicker the Wicker Man the original <laughs> one it it's which if you know what that is you know what that sounds like yeah so I'm walking into this busy post office with your hands full my hands full I can't put them down on the diseased floor 
<laughs> I have to take them out to the up to the counter. But <laughs> Blasting. So, but for it, I'm I'm making a big deal out of this. It was only like ten feet I had to walk. Yeah. But those ten feet that I once I stepped in and realized, all right, I'm gonna have to walk ten feet over to this table with the Wicker Man soundtrack blasting from my pocket. And uh, everyone in here is going to hear They're going to think that I'm doing this on purpose, which I see, I see people do. Oh, I've seen that you too. You know, they'll yeah. just like oh, yeah. blast their music from their phone. Or loud, be on a speakerphone call. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely Or it's like that. listening to a loud podcast in oh, the grocery horrible. store or something. Just walking by. It's like forcing everyone to listen to. That should be that a crime. Until you, until you pass. You should have been arrested for what you I, did. Exactly. I was like, oh, they think I'm... I'm wanting to show they them how cool I'm one I am. Of these people. How cool I am by listening to the Wicker Man, or or, or, or you know, wanting to expose them to the Wicker Man soundtrack. <laughs> it's like, no, it was just a just a goof. Sorry, guys. So I sat down real quick, turned it off. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. It was to me though. Yeah, I'm glad that you th- thought about it. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad just that like that. Pain. Just like that drink that you didn't finish 20 years ago. <sighs> I that really does when I'm at my weakest moments. That does come into my mind. And I think I really insulted <laughs> Dave Hill that day. Because he bought me a drink and I couldn't force myself to finish it because I was in so much pain. Which uh, you think, you know, uh, it's just booze is not supposed to help gout, and that's all I could think about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course, you know, he didn't care. But sure, gosh, I sure felt I had egg on my face. Speaking of eggs, speaking hey. of eggs, are <laughs> 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 we gonna say we're out of time? We're out of time. Uh, I have one last one last thing on my list of things to talk about. Oh. How long is it going to take? Well, it's just the words butter brush. <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> okay. I've been melting butter into this little ramekin uh-huh. and taking this butter brush. Yeah, I do that sometimes. And uh, brushing my toast with it. Uh-huh. And it's, it's made me fall in love with toast all over again. Oh, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, that's good. It's really changed things around for me. Yeah. Giving me a glimmer of hope in these. Uh, we actually need a new butter brush because ours, it was really old. Like a, it was actually an old like grill barbecue brush. And uh, oh, the, yeah. the horse hairs started yeah, falling yeah. out of it. So Here's what you do, Mike. It's starting to shed. You got what I got. I a new one. I got a rubber butter brush. That's good. It's yep. it's it's gray. It's rubber. Rubber baby it's butter a, brush. It's a rubber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d- well, uh, d- do we? Uh, how much? How many more minutes do we have? We have a couple minutes. Did you know there's a new Starflyer 59 song out today? Let's blast it. Do we have time? Yeah, we have time for that. And then maybe if you want to play one right after that. Okay, sounds great. Cool. Thanks, Jared, for doing the show. Thanks to Dave for calling. Thanks, everybody, for staying healthy and staying safe and thinking of your fellow man uh, as you decide how to adorn yourselves when you leave the house. Keep safe. Keep cool. Bye! Bye.